Welcome to Kids First Coming Attractions. Before you go out and spend money on that new movie, make sure to listen to the entire show right here on the Voice America Kids channel. We'll take you behind the scenes and preview new movies and DVD releases. Now, here are your hosts for Kids First Coming Attractions. Hello and welcome to the program, Kids First Coming Attractions. I'm your host, Keeper Blakesley. We have a wonderful show for you today. We're going to be talking about the films Oceans 8, The Little Prince, Planet of the Rose, Maya the Bee, The Honey Games, Won't You Be My Neighbor, and Dino Dan, The Complete Series. We're going to kick off the show talking to the wonderful Abraham about the new installment of the Oceans film franchise, Oceans 8, which is a highly anticipated heist film that I am such a huge fan of of the Ocean's Eleven films, and it's great that we actually have a new installment because, boy, is this a star-studded cast. So let's get right into it, shall we? Abraham, tell us about what you thought of the film on your, well, your first viewing. Um, my first impressions of the film were actually pretty good. I thought it was pretty funny, and I had some cool moments in it, and the dialogue was really good. Now, have you seen the previous Ocean's Eleven films, like Ocean's Twelve, Ocean's Thirteen? Uh, no, I haven't. I haven't seen other um, Ocean's films. So, going completely, completely blind of any of the other films, like you still enjoyed it, or do you feel like fans of the film would enjoy it more? I enjoyed it a lot, even though I didn't watch the other films. I thought you could still understand it even if you didn't watch it, other films of it, of the series. That's good. Cause it seems like it's pretty much great on its own. It seems like it's 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 a new story, new people, uh, same kind of vibe, but like it's it's it seems like its own entity. So that's really nice. Uh, tell us a bit about the cast because boy, do we have some amazing women in this film. Uh, I thought the cast was really well picked. My favorite was personally uh, Sandra Bullock as Deborah Ocean. I thought she did a really good job as like being a seasoned criminal instead of unlike someone that's new at this kind of stuff, which felt really good. Now, of course, with heist films, you've got different twists and turns, and that's what's also great about the Ocean's Eleven films is that you always feel like you have the pieces together, but they never, you, they always gives you a different direction and you're like, Oh shoot, really? So, um, I gotta, without giving anything away, how were the twists and turns in this film? Um, I thought they were like really interesting how they took the movie. They had some unexpected things. I won't spoil any, but it, it was really cool. Now, if you could explain this film in three words, what would you describe it as? Cool, women, and suspenseful. Suspenseful, cool women. That sounds like a soundbite for this kind of film. Um, so, what about in this, was there anything in this film that you kind of a little bit nitpicky on, but that you may, want, may have changed or may want to see differently? Um, I thought it could have had a bit more of... So, it basically starts off with Deborah being in prison. I wish they showed how long she was in... Like, what, how she planned out the heist in prison. I wish they showed that. Okay, but leaving a little bit of mystery, I understand. But, uh, yeah, it would have been nice to 
for someone who hasn't seen it yet, and but is looking forward to see it because right after this video show, I'm actually going to go check it out now because it looks. Yeah, I've been so excited for this film, but yeah, gotta gotta leave a little bit of mystery. Can't give away all of her tricks, but yeah. I understand that you know. Curious to see how they how she planned it all and while she was in prison. Yeah. You're listening to Kids First Coming Attractions. I'm your host, Keeper Blakesley, and this show is sponsored by ABC Monsters, the complete series. Today we're gonna to be talking about Maya the Bee, The Honey Games, The Little Twins, Power of the Road, and Dino Dan Complete Series. We're gonna continue a wonderful conversation with Abraham about Oceans 8. So, um, Abraham, uh what makes, like, uh, have you seen other heist films? We'll start with that. Uh, I guess, yes. Not too many, but yes, I have. Okay, so compared to other heist films, because it is very much, because this kind of genre does have its cliches, forming the team, um, planning, executing the plan, the plan goes wrong, and there's twists and turns everywhere. Uh, how did you feel that this film, like, kind of changed the game? so to speak? Um, I don't think it changed the game that much, except for the fact that most films are, most heist films are comprised of men, not women. I think that's the only significant change I actually noticed. Okay, then. Well, it sounds so, you didn't feel like it just, it felt like it kind of was by the book kind of heist film. Yeah. And that's not necessarily a bad thing, but it still was just by the book. Well, there's, again, I agree. There's nothing bad about that. It's just kind of, if, if you're going in to go see a great heist film with fantastic, witty dialogue and actors, then this sounds like the film for you. Am I correct? Yes. Oh, wonderful. Now, I, I, so I'm, gosh, I'm such a big fan of the Ocean series, and so I'm just excited to see the continuation of this. Oh, speaking of which, do you feel like there'll be more Ocean's 8 films? Maybe Ocean's 9? Uh, I think so, yeah. Do you want another Ocean's 8 film? Maybe that's what the question is. Yeah, I, d- I really do want another one. This was really entertaining for me. Um, what would you say is the recommendation for it? Um, I give it three and a half stars out of five. And I'd say it's 12 to 18 years old, but uh, adults will enjoy this as well. Sweet. And what would you say, how many stars should you give this film? Um, I'd give it three and a half out of uh, five stars. Why the three and a half? Uh, I thought it was a bit cheesy at some times and got a bit, like, off the rails in a way. I don't know. I don't know how to explain it, but there are some parts I didn't like. All right, well, without trying to give too much away, um, when you mean off the rails, do you mean, off the rails, do you mean like, it was a bit far-fetched of how yeah. the plan was executed? Yeah, it was a bit far-fetched on how well-executed the plan was. Now, see, that's totally understandable, because just it's it seems... Usually with the Oceans film, it feels like, how the heck did everything go so according to plan? So <laughs> that's kind of an extend-your-belief system with these kind of films, because mm. sometimes it's just like that... That came together way too perfectly, but that's kind of the fun of it all. Like trying to just like believe that is pretty fun. Yeah. What about the other parts that you didn't like? Um, some other parts I didn't like was like 
when they were trying to get the team together, it, it felt way too rushed, and I felt like they should have they could have extended the movie a bit more. I mean, still, it's only an hour and fifty minutes long, which isn't that long for more not adult movies, but more I guess this like age group of movies. All right, so you want to spend more time developing the characters before they start just getting straight into the heist of it all? Yeah. That's still cool. That's still on That's Let's see. I, with these kind of films, I always feel like that it's, it's interesting that the kind of, not formula, but like the cliches that they're going to go through is just like, it's, it's pretty fast. I just want to get straight into the action. But I understand that, yeah, I want to see more of these characters because these are some really good actresses and really cool characters that I kind of want to see more of the backstory. But who knows? Who knows? Maybe we'll see more in future Ocean's 8 films. Uh, can you also explain the age range? Um, so you said 12 and up. So you like 12 to 18 or? Yeah, 12 to 18. But adults will enjoy as well. I'm sure they will. Well, are there anything else you want to say about this film before we wrap up? I don't think so. I think I said all the things I need to say about it. I I do recommend it, though. Well, I can't wait to go check it out. Well, thank you so much, Abraham, for talking about Ocean's 8. It's been a pleasure. Me too. Thank you. This show is sponsored by ABC Monsters, the complete series. So with that said, we're going to take a bit of a break. You're listening to Kids First Coming Attractions, and I'm your host, Keeper Blakesley. Kids safe, mother approved. You're listening to Voice America Kids. To become a Kids First film critic, enter one of our local campaigns running throughout the year or join our national campaign this fall. We are looking for kids ages 7 to 16 who love movies, love talking about movies, and love the chance to see movies before anyone else does. All you need to do to enter is submit a written and videotaped review of one of our selected films and then reach out to your friends and family to vote for you. This summer, join us at one of our Kids First Film Critics Boot Camps in three cities, New York, Washington, D.C., and Martha's Vineyard, where you can learn how to critique films and practice your on-camera and acting skills. Check it all out at www.kidsfirst.org. Think you have what it takes to be one of America's next film critics? Just visit kidsfirst.org for more information. Hurry, our Kids First Film Critics Boot Camps are filling up fast. Join our team of youth reporters and help us help other kids make smart decisions about the movies they choose to go see. At Kids First, we believe that smart kids make smart consumers. You're listening to Voice America Kids, now with 33% more active ingredients and no artificial coloring. tuned in to kids first coming attractions on the voice america kids channel Shh, turn off your phone another movie review is coming up hello and welcome back to the program kids first coming attractions i'm your host keeper blakeson today we just got done talking about the new oceans 8 film we're also going to be talking about won't you be my neighbor the little prince planet of the rose and dino dan the complete series right now we're going to be continue we're going to be talking to Abraham, and also Raquel about Maya the Bee, The Honey Games. Thank you so much, you two, for coming on the show. Let's get right into it, shall we? So, Raquel, um, before we 
talk about the film, tell us a bit about what the movie is about and give us some more information. So, um, basically, the movie is about how Maya, the main character, she embarrasses the Empress of Bustropolis, big mistake, and then she's forced to be on a team with other bees that are in her hive that don't really know how to function well together. And she has to be with this team and work with this team and cooperate with this team in order to save her hive. So, um, Maya the Bee is this, sounds like a fun animated kind of film. Um, so, Abraham, what did you think about it? Um, I really, I don't want to say I didn't like it because I'm not the demographic. I, Mm -hmm. I think that smaller kids will enjoy this, but, um, it had like the cliches of, this type of kids' movies, for example, like at the end, the 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 antagonist or the the rival get uh, becomes friends with the the protagonist or Maya. I guess I can say that. Okay, so yeah, it seems like a, it seems like a film for like little kids, but it seems like a harmless kind of kids' film. Um, what about you, Raquel? What did you think about the film? Um, personally, um, I also agree that this film isn't for my demographic, but as someone who usually babysits younger children, you know, this is perfect just to sit the children down and have them watch this and it'll be no problem. They'll love it. Well, that's good. So, um, what kind of things makes this good for children? Um, let's start with you, Abraham. Um, well, first of all, it's animated. I know that not all animated things are for kids, but it it um, it does appeal to kids, and it's a lot like Bugs Life or Monsters University. And uh, those definitely appeal to kids. It's like a combination of both, and so that that was a good thing. And I think that's part of the reason why it appeals to kids. Another reason it might appeal to kids is that, um, is that like <clears throat> the story is not too complex. Like no no offense to smaller kids that may understand like more complex stories, but it's very simple and anyone can follow along. And uh, Raquel, what about you? Um, this film appeals to kids mostly because of how how the scenery changes, how the color changes, how the cinematography changes, you know, children, well, younger children can't really keep their attention span for that long. So having different um, images thrown in there now and again really keeps the audience captive. Well, it sounds like this, well, from checking out this film, it has a lot of colorful animation and just an adorable array of characters to for the whole family to enjoy. Um, so, Abraham, what did you think about the characters in this film? The characters were surprisingly, like, kind of well-developed for um, a kid movie. Nothing like Pixar, but it was really good. It was far better than I expected. I went into this movie thinking, oh, I have to review, a, like, a smaller kid's movie, and I don't really want to do this. But I was decently surprised on how well it was made and the characters how... Um, were pretty well developed. 
Wonderful. Yeah, that's it's always nice to have like small surprise. And I understand that sometimes we get to review kid, um, movies that are a little bit under our age, but you know, I feel there's a little kid in all of us, and all of us can still enjoy it. Because I remember growing up watching Five of Goes West and films like Maya and the Honey Games, and those kind of films that looking back on, they're like, wow, this is it's still it's it's simple but elegant in its charm, and it seems like a very charming film. You're listening to Kids First Coming Attractions. I'm your host, Kiefer Blakesley. Today, we're talking about ABC Monsters, the complete series. Uh, sorry, today's sponsor is ABC Monsters, the complete series. And we're going to be talking about Won't You Be My Neighbor, The Little Prince, Planet of the Rose, and Dino Dan, the complete series. All right, now we're going to continue our conversation with Raquel and Abraham on Maya, the Bee, the Honey Games. So, um, Raquel, what would you say was your favorite part in this film? Um, my favorite part isn't like a specific scene, but rather just the art in general. It kind of reminds me of Gumby just a little bit, how the characters are drawn in a 3D kind of sense. And the colors, you know, they're just used in a way that highlight every single feature. Like in the background, you can notice the flowers or the other bugs, but it doesn't draw away attention from the actual action that's going on in the scene. And um, Abraham, what would you say is your side? Yes, Abraham, what would you say is your favorite part? My favorite part um, was like the training montage. It felt very, uh, it felt kind of like a reference to Rocky in a way. Not exactly, but I like training. I like montages in movies a lot. So that's definitely my favorite scene. Well, it sounds like it has. It's a great film about teamwork and working together and. Working hard to pursue your goals. Uh, speaking of which, what do we learn in this film? Um, Abraham, how about you explain? I think we learn that teamwork always pays off all, along with hard work. And it teaches younger kids about friendship and being... And like things like that, which is good to learn at a young age. <laughs> and um, Raquel, did you find a different message in this film? Um, no, I agree. You know, friendship is very important, especially with little children. They feel like friendship is the most important thing. And, you know, Maya the Bee, this this film teaches that you can be unique, you can be yourself and also have friends that support you with, you know, your personality and your goals and things like that. So, yeah. Friendship is important. So, um, how many stars would you give this film, Abraham? I'll give it three out of five stars. Um, not because it's bad. It's just because I'm not the demographic. And it's just like, I don't think it doesn't have the greatest story, but it's still de- it's good to watch if you're smaller. All right. And, um, Raquel, what would you say is the age recommendation for this film? Um, I'd recommend this film for ages 6 to about 11. Why is that? Um, well, um, I feel like at a certain age, um, especially around like 12, maybe 13 years old, children start to realize I'm older now, so these animated movies, you know, I just want to watch something else. So 11 is kind of like the cutoff age in my opinion where this animated animated films are still interesting and it'll still be something that's entertaining for um, them to watch 
Yes, because when I was 11, I said, you know what? The heck with these animated films. They're too kid-like for me. Then Hayao Miyazaki came into my life, and then I'm still a teenager, and I love animated films. But, <laughs> but uh, I, understandable. That's totally true. That's sometimes you grow up with some. Sometimes you look at some of the films that you saw when you were kids. You you grow out of it, of course. But you know, there's always still that magic and charm that is still admirable about them. So thank you so much, you two, for talking about Maya the Honey, Maya the Bee, the Honey Games. Thank you so much for talking about it. Thank you. Thank you. Check out this film now. It is out, so go check it out. With that said, I'm your host, Kiefer Blakesley, and this show is sponsored by ABC Monsters, the complete series. Let's take a break. Kids safe, mother approved. You're listening to Voice America Kids. To become a Kids First film critic, enter one of our local campaigns running throughout the year or join our national campaign this fall. We are looking for kids ages 7 to 16 who love movies, love talking about movies, and love the chance to see movies before anyone else does. All you need to do to enter is submit a written and videotaped review of one of our selected films and then reach out to your friends and family to vote for you. This summer, join us at one of our Kids First Film Critics Boot Camps in three cities, New York, Washington, D.C., and Martha's Vineyard, where you can learn how to critique films and practice your on-camera and acting skills. Check it all out at www.kidsfirst.org. Think you have what it takes to be one of America's next film critics? Just visit kidsfirst.org for more information. Hurry, our Kids First Film Critics Boot Camps are filling up fast. Join our team of youth reporters and help us help other kids make smart decisions about the movies they choose to go see. At Kids First, we believe that smart kids make smart consumers. You're listening to Voice America Kids, now with 33% more active ingredients and no artificial coloring. You are tuned in to Kids First Coming Attractions on the Voice America Kids channel. Shh, turn off your phone. Another movie review is coming up. Hey, welcome back. I'm Talia Jacknook, and you're listening to Kids First Coming Attractions. We've been talking about Oceans 8 and Maya the Bee, the Honeygans. And next, we'll be talking with Abraham about Dino Dan Complete Series. Thank you so much for being on the show today, Abraham. Glad to be here. Perfect. Okay, so tell me, what is this DVD about? Um, this TV show is about a young kid named Shrek, whose big brother went on to dig up fossils and become a paleontologist. He kind of misses his brother because he used to play dinosaurs with him. But one day in the mail, um, a package arrives from his brother telling him that he can help him do his dino experiments. Of course, Trek jumps up on this opportunity and decides to help his big brother. Oh, that sounds really interesting. I really like that synopsis that you gave. Okay, so what are your overall thoughts? Did you enjoy it? Was it kind of an eh kind of TV show? I personally didn't enjoy it uh, because I'm not the target demographic of this show. But it, it would definitely keep kids entertained over the summer because it has 500 minutes, over 500 minutes of content, like episodes and different things like that. Okay, yeah, that's totally understandable. I mean, it sounds a little bit targeted to maybe a younger audience. 
Um, so out of the out of the episodes that you watched, what were your favorite? What which one was your favorite? Uh, my favorite was Dino Training School. And why is that? Um, it was my favorite because it wasn't trying to like completely just teach you about dinosaurs. It was just entertaining to watch, I guess. Okay, that that's understandable. I mean, sometimes people just want to kind of enjoy their experience with watching a show. Um, okay, so what makes these episodes different from others that you've watched? Um, well, as I mentioned, it it wasn't trying to just teach you about dinosaurs. Um, also, it was pretty entertaining watching uh, Trek trying to teach a little baby T-Rex how to hunt and stuff. Okay, that's great. Okay, I, I understand that. So the DVD is related to dinosaurs. Did you feel like you were educated about the species of animals? Um, kind of. I don't think that was its main goal. But it did kind of teach me stuff um, stuff along the way. And when I was smaller, I used to be a huge fan of dinosaurs. So kind of brought back something. So do you feel that kids that really like dinosaurs really into that, do you think they'll enjoy this series? Yes, I, de- I definitely think they'll enjoy it. That's awesome. Okay, so could you give me two dinosaur facts that you've maybe learned from this? Um, the first one is that Albertosaurus hunt in packs. And two... T-Rex mothers are kind of like bear mothers and they are overprotective of their well not overprotective but very protective of their young okay that's really interesting I actually didn't know that but I'm really glad that you're able to actually kind of retain some of this information it doesn't just fly over your head like some things that I've watched but okay so what was the strongest emotion you felt when watching the DVD was it really funny was it kind of like a loving TV show it wasn't, it was, I, I don't know how to describe it because it's not really my type of thing anymore, but I think it was trying to be funny, but um, educational at the same time. Great. And do you think that there's anything you'd want to change about this DVD? Um, one thing I would change is, uh, I wish that the parents would be able to see the dinosaurs too because it's just strange Seeing, and his friends can't even see the, t, uh, the the dinosaurs as well, which is kind of strange. Yeah, that could be really frustrating when you kind of want other characters to understand what's going on. Okay, well, you're listening to Kids First Coming Attractions on the Voice America Kids Network. Today we're talking about Oceans 8, My the Bee, the Honey Games, Won't You Be My Neighbor, and Dino Dan Complete Series. And right now I'm talking to Abraham about Dino Dan Complete Series. Okay, so were there any characters in particular you related to in the DVD? Not really at this age, but um, I did find it somewhat amusing. Uh, But the dog seemed a lot like my friend's dog, which was really strange, but it was cool. Oh, that's really interesting. Um, So do you have any favorite characters or were they all kind of just like kind of similar to each other? Um, all the characters were kind of similar to each other, but the dog was really cute, so. <laughs> That's great. I love dogs, so I'm happy to hear about that. So, in what way 
Um, do you find any, like, so you don't really find any similarities within the characters you were saying. Like, why is that? Is it just because of the demographic or is it because some of the things that they were saying or doing? It would probably just be of the demographic because kids don't really have to pay. The smaller kids don't really pay attention to that kind of thing. Okay, okay, I get that. Which so, um, what do some of the main characters learn about themselves throughout the series? Do they develop at all um, as you watch as they like progress uh, on? I'm not sure. I've only watched three episodes, so I can't really say anything for sure. Okay, okay. And were there any slow parts in any of the episodes? Did you ever get bored or did you lose interest? Um, I didn't really get bored per se. I just didn't find the whole series that interesting because it's not really my, my type of thing. Okay, that's understandable. So um, give me some of the thoughts on the animation. I saw that it was live action, but also there's all these animated dinosaurs everywhere. Tell me about that. Um, I found it really entertaining that the dinosaurs didn't look realistic at all. They had very colorful details, which would be good for a smaller child because it's not, because they don't, probably don't want to give the wrong impression that dinosaurs are scary creatures. (laughs) That's really good. Yeah, definitely. We don't want to be scaring kids from not learning about dinosaurs. Um, so what is the overall message of the series? I don't think there are really is a message it's just trying to entertain kids and teach them a bit about dinosaurs along the way okay that's perfect that's what i like that a lot actually okay so do you believe this dvd accommodates to children around so you said a younger age can you tell me exactly what age recommendation um i'll give it i think it's perfect good for kids three to i'd say eight not really for older kids but perfect for that age group and could you elaborate a little bit on why i think it's because the like around i'd say 10 to like 9 or 10 years old kids start to realize like like act like how good people are acting i'm not saying they're bad actors because some of the other movies they've been in have better acting from them it's just they don't they don't have to demand that much in this kind of thing Okay, okay, I get that. And, okay, so would you want more Dino Dan adventures in the future? Um, I personally don't really care too much, but I feel like if a kid started watching it, they'd probably want more episodes. Okay, okay. And also, I heard that there's a continuation called Dino Dana. Um, do you know about that at all? Yeah, when I was... Writing my review and going on IMDb, I noticed there was, um, it was part of the Dino Dan series as well. Because it's called Dino Dan Tricks Adventures because Track is Dino, uh, Dan's little brother. Mm-hmm. So do you feel like the DVD that you watch is more for boys then? Yeah, I feel so I feel like that's true. And why do you think it was more towards um, a demographic for boys rather than girls? Um, what I've noticed through, like, preschool and, like, kindergarten and first grade is that more carnivorous dinosaurs appeal more towards uh, boys at that age. I don't, I'm not sure why, but, and most of the episodes revolved around carniv- carnivorous uh, dinosaurs. 
Okay. Well, I'm really glad that they're like kind of opening up. Maybe this new continuation will be towards girls a little bit more. It's great to get those um, the girls educated as well as the boys and have them enjoy it. So, okay, last question. What is your star rating overall for this DVD? Um, I'll give it three out of five stars. And I'll give it three out of five stars. And I feel like it's perfect for, well, kids. I think I already said this, kids. Okay, that, that's great. And, okay, so thank you so much for letting me interview you, Abraham. Thank you so much for being on the show today. Pleasure. Okay, let's take a break. I'm Talia Jacknook, and you're listening to Kids First Coming Attractions. Today's show is sponsored by ABC Monsters, The Complete Season. Kids safe, mother approved. You're listening to Voice America Kids. To become a Kids First film critic, enter one of our local campaigns running throughout the year or join our national campaign this fall. We are looking for kids ages 7 to 16 who love movies, love talking about movies, and love the chance to see movies before anyone else does. All you need to do to enter is submit a written and videotaped review of one of our selected films and then reach out to your friends and family to vote for you. This summer, join us at one of our Kids First Film Critics Boot Camps in three cities, New York, Washington, D.C., and Martha's Vineyard, where you can learn how to critique films and practice your on-camera and acting skills. Check it all out at www.kidsfirst.org. Think you have what it takes to be one of America's next film critics? Just visit kidsfirst.org for more information. Hurry, our Kids First Film Critics Boot Camps are filling up fast. Join our team of youth reporters and help us help other kids make smart decisions about the movies they choose to go see. At Kids First, we believe that smart kids make smart consumers. You're listening to Voice America Kids, now with 33% more active ingredients and no artificial coloring. tuned in to kids first coming attractions on the voice america kids channel Shh, turn off your phone another movie review is coming up hey welcome back i'm talia jacknook and you're listening to kids first coming attractions we've been talking about oceans 8 maya the bee honey games and dino dan complete series and next we'll be talking with dariana about won't you be my neighbor thank you so much for being on the show today dariana thank you Okay, just before we jump into this, I have to say that I'm extremely jealous that you got to see this documentary. I grew up watching Mr. Rogers' Neighborhood, and I remember how, how much of just like what influence he was and how amazing the show is to children. Okay, so now let's get into the questions. So, have you personally watched Mr. Rogers' Neighborhood before? Um, not uh, in the documentary, it had a lot of archive footage, so I got to watch it as the movie went on. But previously, I've never watched it before, but the documentary really makes me want to watch it. Yeah, definitely. Oh, it's such an amazing show. It's definitely an older show, so that's definitely understandable that you haven't watched it. So could you tell me a little about this documentary? So Won't You Be My Neighbor is a documentary about Mr. Rogers' old television show for children called Mr. Rogers' Neighborhood. The documentary, which was produced by the award-winning filmmaker Morgan Neville, uh, it talks about 
how it really revives the old ideas that Mr. Rogers had, like how it's important to talk to children about life and how television is a positive influence on kids. And it really brought back the ideas that Mr. Rogers were trying to enforce. And I think it talked more about his life and his achievements and how he felt every day and the struggles he went through too. That's amazing. I mean, oh gosh, I want to see this so badly right now. That description was amazing, first of all. And yeah, Mr. Rogers, what an amazing person. He's just such an influential man. He has so many great lessons that everybody can learn. So did you like this movie overall? I usually don't like documentaries and I think they're boring, but Mr. Rogers, Won't You Be My Neighbor, had so much funny humor from the crew like it had like stories from behind the scenes that it was so interesting that it was it wasn't really a documentary it was like a story that was so interesting oh my gosh i'm so happy that you enjoyed it yeah definitely documentaries can be very slow at times and sometimes not very interesting at all so i am very happy that you found a lot of interest in this one okay so Fred Rogers, he's a very humble and a happy man. Do they portray him like this or in a different way? Um, in the film, they talk a lot about how people thought that it was only on TV that he was that he had that cheerful and sunny disposition. But in Won't You Be My Neighbor, like his son, Mr. Rogers' son and his wife talk about how he's actually like that every day and how there are other Mr. Rogers in the world like well, not Mr. Rogers exactly, but people that are happy and sunny like that every day. So it really portrays him as such an amazing person. That's amazing. Okay, that's perfect. I mean, I was like a little skeptical. I'm like, are they going to make sure they portray him exactly like he is? Because he's just a really nice guy. And I'm really glad that they did that about uh, about him and how they portrayed him correctly and everything. That's always very important. So, did this documentary keep you interested the entire time? It definitely did, because I feel like if you're an adult watching it, you remember all the times you would watch it as a child. And if you're a child like me, you get to find a new interest in Mr. Rogers' Neighborhood, the original television show. So, I think it really keeps people interested with all the funny jokes that they say and all the new things that you're learning about Mr. Rogers. That's perfect. Yeah, definitely having to relate to both the adults and the children is really important in um, like a great movie. So I'm super happy that they did that. And so could you please give me your favorite moment in this film? Um, My favorite moment was when they talked about the time that Mr. Rogers went to Congress to try and get funding for PBS so it wouldn't close down. So it was so sweet. Like I was tearing up because of the things Mr. Rogers was saying about how he loves children and how they deserve to be able to learn from television. And PBS was a way to do that. And it was, it was sad, but it was also funny because of the, the congressman there was very funny he had a very funny reaction to mr rogers's speech but i really liked that moment in the film oh that sounds adorable yeah i would definitely that would be my favorite as well definitely love it when they add an emotional aspect to documentaries definitely makes it more interesting 
Okay, so you're listening to Kids First Coming Attractions on the Voice America Kids Network. Today we're talking about Ocean's 8, Maya the Bee, The Honey Games, Dino Dan Complete Series, and Won't You Be My Neighbor. And right now I'm talking to Dariana about Won't You Be My Neighbor. So, um, tell me what the tone or the mood of this documentary was. Mr. Rogers' Neighborhood in general is a very happy sort of thing. I mean, sometimes they talked about the sad topics, like um, Mr. Rogers did a special segment about 9-11, and he talks about divorce. So it definitely has a lot of ups, and it has a few downs. Like, the pitch to Congress was really, what he said was so sweet, but it's like, makes you want to cry. But overall, I think it's mostly happy, because it talked because Mr. Rogers was a mostly happy person, so it kind of has to be happy. Yeah, definitely. I totally agree. And I love how there's kind of ups and downs in the emotion. Definitely, it's another aspect of the film that makes it really great. Okay, so what particularly appealed to you in the cinematic presentation of the film? So such as, like, particular scenes, images, or sounds? Um... It definitely had all the songs that Mr. Rogers did at the time. Um, like it had the Won't You Be My Neighbor, the song. And it had all the, some of the songs that he had at the end of the film, at, at the end of the TV show. He would always sing a song about the topics that they learned that day. And it definitely had, it was mostly a lot of footage from, from the actual TV show. And... But the interviews were very good and good quality and also good content, of course, because those parts were some of my favorites because the stories they told were so hilarious. Oh, my gosh, I love that. And I'm so I'm very happy that they have the music because I was a little bit skeptical if they didn't. That would have not been okay. So, okay, Mr. Rogers, he was a musician as well as many other things. So, tell me a little about the music. Is there any particular song that you really like? I mean, of course, there's the classic theme to Mr. Rogers' Neighborhood, Won't You Be My Neighbor. I, that song has been stuck in my head ever since I watched it. <laughs> and it's such an amazing tune. And they really, like, the beginning of it talks a lot about how he, like, wrote every single song that they sang on the show and how he wrote everything too so it really portrayed that well and it also had the song because he um it talked about when he was on with a kid who was disabled in a wheelchair and they sang a song together and they had that aspect in it too and that was so sweet and it showed him in his later years and how Mr. Rogers neighborhood had influenced him in his life and I really think that music was such a big part of Mr. Rogers' Neighborhood. That's so heartwarming. I'm so happy that you enjoyed the music, first of all. Like, very happy about that. And yeah, that uh, that one song, like, every single episode, man, that, like, always stuck with me, too. Such, like, a beautiful song. You always know, like, it's going to be a great episode when you hear that little theme song. So, okay, you were talking about how they kind of jump back and forth from some interviews and some old footage. So how was the editing overall? Did it, everything flow smoothly? Everything flew so well. Like a lot of the time they had, sometimes they would have an old picture and um, they would put the, um, 
the the interviewee's voice over it, like a voiceover. And I really liked how there was no narrator to it. It was very personal, like you were really getting into his his life and not just a guy telling his life. Like you had real footage of him that was really beautifully edited because it all flowed so well and everything like it was really such a story of his life I love it yeah definitely I haven't heard much when there like isn't narration that's I love that aspect of this film though I definitely need to check that out and so could you please tell me the overall theme of the film um the theme would be definitely the theme of Mr. Rogers neighborhood I feel like it would be to love yourself, like Mr. Rogers would always say. And it really shows you to love yourself and to love the people around you because it even the people that they interview, like his family and the, some of the crew members, they even say that you should love yourself. And it's really the overall topic that they're trying to get to is that you need to love yourself and you need to teach your kids about loving yourself and about every topic in the world, I guess. That's amazing. That's beautiful. Yeah, definitely a great message to um, share with young kids. Um, okay, so what's your age recommendation and star rating? Um, I would recommend this film for ages 12 to 18 because it does talk about some serious and topics, and it is a documentary still, so it has a lot of facts. But if you were a younger kid, I feel like you would still enjoy all the footage from Mr. Rogers' Neighborhood. So young kids should definitely check out Mr. Rogers' Neighborhood, the original TV show. And uh, adults would definitely love this because they, some of them grew up watching the show. And maybe they'll want to show their kids again how Mr. Rogers' Neighborhood was. And I give this film a four and a half stars out of five because it has the amazing message and the message that has been reborn with the film that Mr. Rogers was trying to give and all the inside facts about Mr. Rogers' neighborhood. And I feel like adults will love that. That's perfect. Okay, thank you so much for letting me interview you today. I definitely check out this film. You made it sound amazing. So just thank you so much, Dariana. (laughs) You're welcome. Okay, thanks so much for joining us. You've been listening to Kids First Coming Attractions. To watch our latest reviews of the latest films, DVDs, TV shows, music, and apps, to learn how you can join our Kids First Film Critics team, go to www.kidsfirst.org. Be sure to check out our blog in the team section of the Huffington Post and check out our YouTube channel. You can get there easily from our homepage at kidsfirst.org. This show is produced by the Correlation for Quality Children's Media for the Voice America Kids Network. Today's show is sponsored by ABC Monsters, The Complete Season. I'm Talia Jaffnook. Thank you so much for listening and have a great day. again for tuning in to Kids First Coming Attractions on the Voice America Kids channel. Now you know more about which movies are playing and can make an informed decision. Tune in again next week.